Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where we uh, we talk about some beer. We have our fearless beer review. Then we get into some vinyl, some stuff that we bought this week and listened to and really enjoyed, possibly. Uh, that leads us into our songs of the week. And then we finish up with some new music and other happenings in the music world. My name is Tyler. And way out there, hundreds of miles away, way out there in the ether, is Jeff. I missed the bell, but that's okay. Uh, yeah, so go to iTunes. Did I already say it? Go to iTunes, rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. And we, uh, we do have a phone number, and I cl- just closed it. And I don't know why I did that. Why, I'm why a did fucking you close idiot. it? I don't know why I closed it, so I'm just okay. grasping at straws here. Tight. But we do have a phone number where you can leave a voicemail for us. Oh, okay. So, yeah, we have a Google Voice account, we do have a voicemail. Uh, that you can you can leave us a voicemail on and and that'd be great. Uh, I totally forgot about it, and we ended up getting a voicemail way back in August from uh, somebody named Jay, I think it is. Uh, so I'll play a little bit of that um, if he doesn't mind. Whatever, I don't, I don't, whatever. Well, he can't uh, but speak for himself right now. Clearly, yeah. But uh, if you do want to leave us a voicemail, our phone number is five zero three eight nine three five three zero seven. So yeah. Leave us a leave us a happy voicemail. That would be uh, absolutely fantastic. But like I said, uh, we did get a voicemail from him, so I'm just gonna play a little bit of it. Uh, so uh, here we go. Hey guys, uh, it's Jay. Love your podcast, man. I just got into it a couple uh, months ago, and I've been going through and listening to everything, and uh, enjoy listening to it at work and on the drive. I can't stop listening to it. Need some new episodes, but. I would love to hear you guys uh, break down the albums by Against Me because as a band, they've come, all their albums are completely different, and I'd love to see you guys do that. Um, they started off, you know, punky and, you know, brash and rough around the edges and to where they're at now, and not to mention the story of the, of the band and Lara Jane Grace, and I, I just love to see you guys uh, tackle that one. And they've got enough albums to uh make that happen and they're really awesome group of people too so love to hear it man talk to you guys later i'll keep listening bye all right that was from a uh, listener of the pod jay so thank you for that sorry it's been four months since uh since you left that i totally forgot about the, our voicemail Diddly. but yeah so he wants us to do against me i'm sure we'll do it probably within the next month or so right yeah, I don't know. We we already have some stuff lined up, but we'll figure it out. We'll get it done just for uh for him for Jay. So thank you for listening. It's greatly appreciated when anybody listens, honestly. So and reaches out to us. That's awesome. So uh, let's just jump right into our fearless beer review. Sound good? Or do you have anything else? you want to say anything about the voicemail? No, you you covered all all things Jay. Covered all things Jay. Yeah. Okay, cool. 
All right, let's uh, let's jump right into it, and um, let's get into our fearless beer review. What do you got? I got something. Uh, I got something a little different today. I got a hazy IPA. Okay. I got, okay. Good boy. I got Firestones Flyjack. Uh, okay. Don't even know how. Oh, I remember how those got in there. I just remembered how? right now. That was a. Uh, oh. That was a night. Yeah. Our friend came over, but then had a fight with his significant other, and then immediately drove back home. Six hours. Yeah. But he brought over a bunch of beer, and this is still in there. So I was figured might as well clean out the inventory, you know? Yeah, that's very true. Very true. This is low cal. This is only 96 calories. Ugh. Dude, I can yeah, drink. That makes sense. I can drink like sense. 40 of these then and then be okay, right? Is that <laughs> what that means? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So fucking you got you got the fly the flyway jack, right? That's what it's called? Yeah. Fly fly jack. Hazy IPA oh, from Firestone. Have you had this before? Yeah, I've had it before. I've had it before. Do you remember what it tastes like? So, I do remember what it tastes like. Is it good? But I'll wait until after you you drink it. Oh my god! So I got a beer from friend of the pod Mike. He uh, he, you know, gifted me this this beer from Monkish Brewery from there in Torrance, California, and uh, this beer is called Beet Salad, like B E A T Salad. And uh, it's a triple IPA. I thought he was giving me a haze, but uh, this is a triple IPA. It's 10.3%. Uh, it's going to knock me on my ass. And what he was telling me last night was that I guess this brewery is well known for their their hazies. They're considered some of the best hazies out there. So I assumed he was going to give me one of those, but no, he gave me a triple IPA. So I'm not complaining because it's free, but fuck, man. 10.3%. <laughs> fuck me dude oh it smells good though Whew. it smells really good i think this is a haze maybe it's a triple ipa haze dude, oh all, this it sounds a, all kind of bad dude this is a haze oh look at this this is like as poor as like orange juice it's, it's, oh. uh, so so he came through mike mike knows oh. yes he knows i am the haze bro of the house Woo! oh boy oh i smooth that's I don't know. It smells kind of boozy. All right. You ready for this? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Oh, my God. Ooh. Okay. What do you think of your Skyjack? Really, really, <laughs> really good. <laughs> <laughs> no, this, is it this, now? Yeah, this is good. This is solid. This is, um, this could be like a training hazy because... A lot of the a lot of the haze is still there. A lot of the tasting that I don't uh-huh. particularly like is still there, and I'm really not an IPA guy anymore. So I feel this this is like a this is like a training hazy IPA for for people like me to ease ease our way into it. It's very oh, light. Man. There's not a lot of taste to it. It definitely tastes like a 96 calorie beer. Like if you've had any of these low calorie fucking beers mm-hmm. or just like water, and that's that's kind of what I'm getting from this too. But but I'll buy another probably like six pack of this and then after this i could venture out and become a haze bro i don't know oh i hope so i don't know this is really good i don't think you've ever had a proper haze that's why no i've had a couple i've had i've hazed bro okay i've (laughs) hazed what's the abv on the skyjack big old 4.0 percent gosh that is low that's like curse light though i guess right low carb low calorie low alcohol about 40 of these babies and i'll be toasty (laughs) Oh man, this is really good. Though, All right, for reals. 
I see. I don't really like. I don't like it that much because I feel like the the lower calorie or the low ABV IPAs, town. Uh, ah, they taste. <laughs> what the fuck? They uh, they taste very like metallic-y. I don't know. Like tastes like metal. Like I'm chewing on metal. Well, you're a, you're a seasoned haze, bro. I'm I'm I'm. Oh, that's true. I'm in the minor leagues. You know, I gotta I gotta ease my way into it. If I jump in the deep end, I'm gonna get scared off. I'm gonna drown. No, no, because they're that good to where they're that would not. Happen. Dude, they're fucking terrible. Well, this uh, this one from Monkish Brewery, uh, this one's not very good. Uh, I don't. It's it's too strong. It's so it's so boozy. Like there's no there's no citrus. There's no. It's just it's just boozy. That it's it, it kind of reminds me of a um, a screwdriver, like a mild screwdriver, but without like the orange juice taste. Like you're only getting like a mild vodka. It's it's gross. Yeah, it's not very good. It's not very. And I like screwdrivers. Don't get me wrong, but. Do yeah, you? this is not good. Yeah, I do. I mean, who doesn't? Come on, man. Who doesn't like a screwdriver? I would never order a screwdriver. Oh, bullshit. We used to order them when we were like 21. No, I always ordered vodka crayons, baby boy. I specifically, I would do absolute crayon. <laughs> that was back when we could drink all night and then get like six hours of sleep and then wake up and be productive the entire day. Or you mean like two hours of sleep yeah, and then like be two productive. Hours of sleep. <laughs> do that four days oh, in a row man. and be fine. Man, it's crazy what age does, huh? And we're not but, even that old. Okay. We're not. We're really not. But like, you feel it. Oh yeah. Oh, definitely. I'm gonna. F- I'm probably gonna drink a little bit more tonight, and I'm gonna feel it tomorrow, for sure. I was just planning Sundays to be like laundry day, and then I'd sit and watch football, and then I just don't do anything else. <laughs> Listen to records. Listen to records, and like literally don't even get up for hours on end. Oh man, must be nice. Can't do that. Okay, so we have we have a three-point rating system here where three is a perfect beer. Two is a good beer you're going to continue to drink. One is a bad beer, but you should give it a shot. And zero is a drain pour. Now, Jeff, what would you give your uh, your Skyjack? I want to remember to drink another one of these maybe in like three, four months because I don't have a, like a template of, of what these should taste like, what a good one of these is. So... Well, like this is a two point five easy, but if I get more into the hazies and I, I realize they do get a little more complex in their taste, this could drop they down do. to a two. This will never go below a two. Like it's it's good. But okay. because I, I don't know what a fan I don't know what like the standard is for, for hazies then It's not a very good hazy. Skyjack is not a very good hazy. On I really honestly believe that it's not. It's well, there's yeah, much it's better only, stuff uh, out there. It's only uphill from here? Try the me? try the uh, the Deschutes one, the one one of my favorite beers. That one's really good. It's a really good haze. Is it the one with the the vice on the front? It's the vice on the front, but it's the all orange can. Because uh. there's one there's one with the vice on the front, but it's a blue can, and that's just a that's just a fresh squeeze IPA. But the orange can is the fresh squeezed hazy IPA. Oh, okay. The fresh squeeze IPA is really good. Yeah. So I mean, if you like that, then you're probably gonna like the hazy one. The hazy one's much better. I also bought a six pack of Racer Five because that had always been like my go to for IPAs. I've, I've just always liked it. I think it's really good. But mm-hmm. this past six pack I bought, I've, I've drank like one and a half of them, and I just don't think they're very good anymore. Yeah, Racer Five isn't good. It was good when when IPAs were starting to get popular because there wasn't much of a selection. But it's not it's not a good IPA, not really at all. Yeah. I would not recommend it to anyone honestly but 
Yeah. Anyway. So. Exactly. That's all I do. I'm I'm always honest. Now my uh my beet salad from Monkish Brewery. I don't know why this gets like perfect ratings because it's it's far from perfect. Um, but I, whatever. People are weird. So I'm gonna have to give this one. I'm gonna have to give it a 1.5. No. Honestly, a 1.5. It's just not not very good, man. Too too fucking boozy and. People who like this are just lying to themselves. They want to be cool. Sorry, Monkish, but this ain't good. Pretty sure that's like a really popular brewery too. It is very popular. That's what Mike was telling me. And then So I don't know. If all their if all their hazies taste like this, then I just don't understand how they're the most popular haze beer. Haze beer haze brewery or whatever you want to call it. Haze bro brewery. Haze bro brewery. So it's not chill, dude. Not chill. So there you go. There's our fearless beer review. Let's uh, let's just jump into our vinyl stuffs. So what did we get this week? Go, Jeff. Oh. Go. So uh, I got, got a lot of stuff in the mail this week. Finally, after mm-hmm. having no idea what's going on with the post office, and <laughs> uh, they're the worst. They they updated their website now to let everybody know that they're doing their best. Okay, which, which is <laughs> you know like okay like. Are you the only fucking company that doesn't know what like peak season means? Because right. everybody else staffs for that and, and adjusts accordingly and understands that every year around Christmas time, things get busy, mm-hmm. especially on, in, a, in a, an economy like this where people don't leave the house. So everyone's just sending shit in the mail. Like, how do you not fucking know? Whatever, though. <laughs> don't Private companies like UPS and Amazon get you here fucking fast like i ordered something from amazon on thursday night got it this morning at like 7 30 this morning i because they know they, man they hire seasonal workers they hire temporary employees and and they pay them exactly they pay them well but i mean god forbid the government hire a seasonal employee in a timely manner without doing extensive <laughs> background checks and then still hiring people that are eventually gonna whatever it doesn't matter yeah because it's stupid um so i yeah. got a bunch of stuff in the mail finally i ordered some stuff from two different websites. The one that I ordered that delivered from UPS came here in like four days. The one that I ordered that delivered via USPS came here in like two weeks. <laughs> so, given that, I'll start with some yeah. of the hip hop stuff that I got. So, I got Baham- Let's do it. Bahamadia. Bahamadia. Hum- the Hamadia. What is the Hamadia? I always call the Baham. Fuck, dude. I can't even say it. <laughs> it's one word. But uh, she she was just a rapper. This is her first album of 96. The album's called Collage with a K or College. Okay. Uh, some some East Coast stuff. She, she's got this really like calm and easy flow to her. But mm-hmm. like think of like Lauren Hill kind of not really aggressive and but still very commanding, very very thoughtful, very conscious. I guess that that conscious rap type of, of feel to it. And this came out in 96, and there was some other, there's a lot of like really big names in female hip-hop in 96, and also Lil' Ken's first album debuted in 1996. Let's not forget. Well, Let's I mean, not forget. Easy to forget. But there's a lot of cool producers on this album, it's the guys from, from Gangstar, people from The Roots, so she had a, good, okay. a, lot of good, a lot of good beats. It was really good. And How did um, you find out about this? Uh, you, you know one of her songs. One of her songs is called You Know How We Do. I'm sure it, if I heard it, maybe, yeah. It's fucking, it's a banger song. Like, when you hear that song, you realize that 
that you love that song and this whole album sounds <laughs> like that song it's got that kind of same vibe to it very calm okay it's good stuff all right i got check your yet and that was okay oh finally did you and you listened to it i assume i did i put that ah, one yeah. put that bad boy on and i how I can got, you not got no how can complaints. you not think that's their best it's not their best i mean dude it's their best it's not their best it's uh <sighs> get the fuck out of here it's it's great. It is a fantastic album. It's damn near perfect. But dude, the Beastie Boys have done so much beyond banger stuff. They've done so much thing, so many things that are great. That something that's good like this, it just mm-hmm. it just can't compete. Yeah, don't care. Check your yet is is so good though. It's it, it's definitely the best. <sighs> and of course, you're going to be a little cock and say that you know Hello Nasty is their best, and then Correct. Paul Boudic. Correct. Which is total bullshit. I'll give you. I'll give you. Check your yet. That's third place. I'll, I'll, no, I'll check your yet is one. No, check your yet is one. Come on. Well, this Come is coming on. from a guy who hates Paul's boutique and thinks the Beastie Boys. I don't are hate Paul's so boutique. No, that's what I was saying. Another album that I got. Uh, Never said that. This week is Public Enemy takes a nation. Got this one for ah, like twelve bucks, and Tyler's like, "I want to buy it. I want to buy more fucking. <laughs> I don't even know what I bought." I'm Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like twelve dollars. Sounds fucking great. A lot of these albums uh, actually are a little bit quiet. They're not as really? quiet as like the Wu Tang album, but I only noticed they were quiet because when I put on like a rock album that I know for a fact isn't quiet, like a re-listen, it like mm-hmm. blew me up, and I was like, "Oh shit, that's really loud." And then I was like, "Holy, I guess the, the hip hop ones were quiet." But it doesn't affect the the quality at all. It's just a little bit quiet. Hmm, I wonder if it's because it's it's mastered, like because I I've been looking more into like you know when they when they press something from like a from like a CD master compared to an analog tape master or whatever like it it's a big difference. And I was talking to this guy at the record store yesterday about it, and he was like, "Yeah, I don't sell any records that are remastered from a CD." He just refuses to even sell it. Because I think so. He was talking to me about that. I think at that point you're you're. You're compressing music from an already compressed source, right? Mm-hmm. Is that? Yeah, because CDs are super compressed. Yeah, yeah, fuck that. Yeah, that's shit. essentially what you're doing. So, so that's probably why, like, that's probably why your Public Enemy record was so cheap. Not only because of the discount, but I mean, even without the discount, it was what twenty bucks. So yeah, I mean, makes sense. And like our Wu Tang, we we you and I both have the same Wu Tang uh, pressing, and that was twenty two dollars or twenty bucks or something like that. I mean, that so, was I mean, bad. Yeah, but even and then also my my blue my Weezer Blue album that one sounds kind of quiet and kind of flat too, and I paid fourteen dollars for that, so it's probably the same kind of thing. It probably was probably mastered from a CD, yeah, rather than the tape. But that Wu Tang one, maybe it's like maybe because it was mastered from like the original tapes, but the tapes were like bootleg already because of how it was made. I don't know because it, that that Wu Tang one's not just quiet; it just sounds bad. Yeah, no, I know what you mean, and it's very, very quiet. Yeah, but yeah, I've, I've noticed whatever. it. I've noticed it recently too with some of my my newer, my newer, even newer rock records, contemporary rock records. I'll put that on. I'll listen to those, and then I'll put on like Black Sabbath after, and then I'll notice like how much better sounding an old Sabbath pressing is than a pressing of I don't know, fucking, I can't even like a a blink record or something from two years ago. Like it's, it's crazy how much different it's those two things sound. 
it's it's but whatever. It's sad too because you just know that the attention to detail and the the amount of time and care that they put into old records is so mm-hmm. much more than it is today. And now it's just about repressing something in as fancy gatefold as you possibly can get to charge as much money as you possibly can. Well, I don't think it's just that. It, it's also the fact. It's also how music was recorded fifty years ago compared to how they started recording with Pro Tools in the nineties. Because back then they were literally recording to tape and they were recording with much, much different mics and they were recorded for records, like to be pressed on records. They weren't recorded to be streamed or recorded to be put on CD. So because when, when things are put on streaming sites or when things are put on CD, like you said, they're they're highly compressed and that's what gives it that kind of flat sound and just blown out sound at times. But yeah, it's just it's the it's the type of recording from 50 years ago to now like that's what it is too which sucks it it just destroys a lot of the dynamics but uh, what are you gonna do you can't do anything we can do everything <sighs> it's, it's frustrating ah oh, it makes me it, it really upsets me with bands sometimes especially feldy related bands oh he's always just the person the that, that we're talking if people don't know whenever we talk about compression and, and music and recording and when things just sound bad when th- we're always talking about feldy <laughs> Pretty just, much, yeah. Just assume that we're talking about Feldy because we love him. We, we he, he's done so many great things, and we love <laughs> Feldy, but we also hate Feldy. Yeah, it's it's a very complicated relationship. And what's annoying too, he's even he's even <laughs> said that he um he what he does is he purposely records his music to be played in a car based off of the radio. Like I've heard him say that before in an interview. Like that's how he makes songs. That's how he records songs and records albums so they can be played on the radio and that they, so they sound good on the radio. And that is why they're so fucking compressed. Even so that kind of sucks too. Cause that now you're, now you're getting into like the, when you listen to the radio, people don't listen to the radio really anymore. And if you do, it's while you're doing something else, you know what I mean? Paying yeah. attention really to what you're listening to. It's always background noise. That's what that's, it is. That's how he writes music. It's for people not to really pay attention to it. Okay. <sighs> it's frustrating. Oh, I like the then. Guy. All right, continue. Sorry, that was that was quite the tangent. And then I also got uh, another another hip hop one. Big Boy, half of Outkast, his first album, Sir Lucius Leftfoot. This is okay. um, this was his first album, two thousand ten. And I had I had never wait. Heard it's of, his first solo record. Yeah. Really, in two thousand ten? I think Outkast's last album was like two thousand six, two thousand. But he did. But he did nothing before Outkast or during Outkast. That seems so strange. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing completely solo like this. I think he probably did like uh, guest vocals and stuff, or maybe mixtapes. But but Andre Three Thousand has never done a solo album, so that's what? yeah, that's interesting. Wow, that's so weird. They must have made. I mean, they obviously made so much money during Outcast, but oh, dude, like Stankonia, and that was that's still making them buku. Stankonia, bucks. and then uh, the Love Below. What was it? The Love Speaker Below. Speaker Box slash Speaker, Love Below. That was yeah, like their I mean, double album where Big Boy did one, and then he did the other side. Yeah, which I mean, guess I guess technically that's a double. I mean, a solo record for each of them, but I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, I never, I, I never heard this album by him, and I got it because I I subbed to the Vinyl Me Please subscription online, which is way expensive. But I really wanted that People Under the Stairs one, and so rather than oh, yeah, buy right. just the album, I was by itself. And I think they allowed the members to get it first, and then if there's any left over, they'll give it to like the public. And I don't want to risk it because I didn't know they were going to fucking repress it anyway. Because I was yeah. still a little new at this. You know, this was like four months ago when I subbed to this. 
And so mm-hmm. I, I, I did three months because I don't want to commit to six months. And they had released the three that they're going to do upcoming. And one was Red Man and then People on the Stairs and then this one. And I like the Red Man Muddy Waters one. That's a really good album. And then People on the Stairs is the one that I really wanted. And so I figured, oh, fuck it. I'll, just, I'll get this one too because in Outcasts, like Andre Thousand and him are fantastic. They're great. So yeah, this absolutely. can't be bad. And um, it was not. It was fucking amazing. It was. Oh, it was, okay. <laughs> it was unbelievable. It was. It was possibly better than than probably like any hip hop thing I've I've heard in a while. Any new hip hop thing I've heard in a while. I think he's better. I like him more than Andre Three Thousand. He is much like. Uh, he's he's more subdued, but it like it makes it way cooler. Like Andre Three Thousand, so wacky. Even the way he raps is really wacky. But man. The- the way they are like if you took a piece of paper and then like threw glue all over the paper like elmer's glue and then took a handful of glitter and threw glitter at the glue like big boy is the glue andre 2000 is the glitter okay that's 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 good okay i I saw that in a reddit sub so i can't take oh (laughs) (laughs) i thought you were super smart or something i don't know (laughs) but it's totally true like that's that's their style and and and, like andre andre 2000 has a lot of pizzazz he's very very outspoken he's very like in his rapping but big boy is, is just he's like molasses just sort of spilling out of your mouth <laughs> but this album is crazy there's so many different like hip-hop styles and rapping styles and it's all mashed in on this album and, and he just he's like the he's like the conductor he just orchestrates everything and it's it's unbelievable and, he, and he's even got yellow wolf on here oh okay and he's not even annoying well he's really good i feel like yellow wolf is only annoying on the blink song oh dude i think yellow is always annoying but I've only ever heard him in the Blink song and then the Corn song, and the Corn song is really good. So I don't know. That's kind of my only starting point with him. Okay. Well, well there you go. Pick it up. All right. Pick it up. What Pick else up. you got? Um, I listened to that Joe Cocker album that you have too. The Joe Cocker. That has I noticed you added that to Discogs, and I thought like I thought that was weird that you took this long to listen to it. Yeah, I just I mean besides with a little help from my friends, I just, I don't know. I don't really know any Joe Cocker songs. I don't really care about Joe Cocker that much. And after listening to this one, I, I still don't really care, but he's a good fucking singer though. Come on. Yeah. You can't deny that. Like, sure. and, and his renditions and the renditions that he does of these songs are pretty damn good. Yeah. This is, I uh, mean, th- this album I, probably, I will probably never, ever go back to. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. But he's still really talented. So, and I would never buy another Joe Cocker album. I probably wouldn't either, to be honest. <laughs> just there's, there's nothing. There's not. There's not enough there. I shouldn't say there's nothing. There's not enough there for me. But his performance at Woodstock, oh, forget about it. Oh, so see, there's there's once you get your live Woodstock vinyls, yeah, you'll realize that he was like a nobody at Woodstock. He was still great. Nah. Forget here. There's a lot of great people that played at Woodstock. Dude, I've I've. I've watched. I mean, I have the DVD. I've watched a shit ton of times. Yeah, I just know you have the DVD doesn't mean you've I know who plays it. because you've watched. Doesn't mean you actually watched it. You probably saw it, but you didn't watch it. But I saw, I saw it, it, but you didn't, I you saw didn't watch it. it. Seen it. I seen. Okay, it. let's uh, let's let's go let's go a little different direction here. Next one is bleeding through the Great Farm. Oh, fuck man, ten bucks, baby. Yeah, I bought Can't this just it. because it was ten bucks and. You and Mike said that it's this is one of your faves and then one of Mike's faves. So I was like, yeah, fucking ten bucks. Who cares? I'll buy it. <laughs> Probably hated it. 
Uh, no, it was cool. It was it was fun. It was it was very aggressive. It was fun and it's, it's heavy. It's exactly what I thought it was going to sound like. Okay, good. And there's nothing really wrong with that. It just never slows down. But the last ten seconds of the entire album was so fucking stupid. There was like some what weird was it? harm singing or something they did at the very very end of the album. <laughs> I don't it was even just remember. So dumb. <laughs> just, it, it, just, I don't know. Like I. I I mean, that's my only complaint. Otherwise, it was just fantastic. It was really cool. Oh, okay, good. Cool okay, color good. variant, too. Yeah, I know. It's really... I got the same one. I mean, we talked about it on the... I think two weeks ago on, my, on the pod, but... Good yeah, it's, I, it's my second favorite record of theirs. It's, it's so good. So good. I got right. um, I got a band called Man Overboard. Their, their album, Heart Attack, their third album. Obviously, Man Overboard got their name. From the Blink song, Man Overboard. And of course. This is just good pop punk, okay? more de- Definitely more pop than punk, but this is uh, this is solid. I really like Man Overboard, but I don't think... I don't think you like them that much because they're a little mm. more pop than the punk. Yeah, so, I'm, not, I'm not super into them. So imagine, imagine uh, NFG. Imagine you found glory, but there's no like heavy parts and there are no fast parts. And that's pretty much what Man Overboard is. <laughs> so it's just straight boring. That's what it is. I mean, I like it a lot. I think it's really cool. I think there's a lot of great melodies in here. They harm pretty well. Sometimes it can get a little fast, but not too fast. And then Steve uh, Klein is, is producing now. He, he's he's the one of the founding members of NFG. He's producing, so it's, it's okay. good pop punk. I mean, I wouldn't have bought it, but well, you stupid. Know. Next thing that I got is the Bouncing mm-hmm. Souls Simplicity. This is the the 2016 one. Yeah. Okay and record. No, this was good. This was better than I, I remember ranking it. I'm pretty sure I also ranked we it also, fairly low. We also did this record on the pod way is, back in the day. This ain't bad, man. This is pretty good. This is produced by John Seymour. He produced Summer Vacation and Anchors Away. This is oh. good. This is a good record. You should have picked this up. I uh, should have. I know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know why I didn't... I, I don't pick up some things. I, it makes I think, no sense. I think half of these songs are are kind of like okay, and the other mm-hmm. half are either really good or like straight up bangers. <laughs> okay, I mean, I, I kind of regret it now because what it was the Rise Records one, right? Yeah. So it was ten bucks. Yeah. Yeah, it's on a color variant for ten bucks. I know. I should have got it. I know. That's like ordering like a hot and ready, and then breadsticks. So you can either again eat dinner for one day, or you can listen to this record over and over and over for years to come. <laughs> can eat dinner for one day? Yeah, it's nothing. Uh, I also got okay. Offspring Conspiracy One. I think this is the f- either the first time they've pressed it or the first time they've pressed it since they originally pressed it. But I don't know. Okay. It sounds great. It's on this really bright yellow vinyl, and the gatefold is really cool. It has the lyrics inside the gatefold but the lyrics are spread out into boxes and there's really cool artwork in each box that also show the lyrics and like incorporate into like a different theme that go along hmm. with the song interesting that's kind of cool just really cool to look at and then read along the lyrics and like look at the artwork there's a lot of stuff to look at and there's a little there's a little sheet in there that like thanks a bunch of people and a lot of stuff i didn't know about this album too but i'm surprised they put man. so much time and effort into a reissue of this record considering it's not like one of their biggest records seems like a lot of effort for this but that's cool i'm glad they did yeah fantastic sounds good it's a great record all right i'm excited to listen to mine because i just got it while we were recording the pod 
while we're <laughs> recording right now. So I'm excited to listen after. So, and then uh, I picked up two Pink Floyd albums, mm-hmm. both for really really cheap. I got Animals, which would end up being like four dollars. What the fuck, man? And then I got Umaguma, <laughs> which I, it came with like a set of I bought like three hundred records for two. Oh, bucks. that's what it was. Okay. So whatever, whatever this one's worth. I, in the end, I'll probably pay like five dollars for this for Umaguma. Oh um, Animals is their tenth record, I guess. They had their tenth like, one. Yeah, it's it was it, it was short, it was right before Roger Waters left. It was near the end of his his tenure in the band. Like that's a good one. That is a that is a fantastic album. Mm-hmm. I mean, just from what I've heard of Pink Floyd, this is top three for me. Animals. Yeah, I I agree with you. I love Animals. I think Animals is fantastic. It's my, it's it's also it, most of the record was written by Roger Waters. It's mostly his record. That makes sense. I could I could I could I guess I could hear that. Yeah. Um. My so Uma Guma is now my second favorite Pink Floyd record. Really? After yeah. wait, wait, so metal is your first or no? Atomic, uh, Atomic Heart. Oh, Atomic, Atomic Heart Mother. Okay. And that one, that one surprised me a lot. That's a good record too. Because Dark Side and then Wish You Were Here are both good. Wish You Wish You Were Here is disappointing for sure. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's my least favorite that I've heard of them so far. Mm-hmm. Maybe just because of the like the the. the I don't know the pedestal I put it on, because besides Dark Side, like that that cover is, is just so, it's like beyond iconic. It's it's on like another yeah. level, and it's always so expensive. If I ever even see it used at a record store, it's always at least thirty five to forty bucks over here. If I even see it, <laughs> yeah. And so it's I don't know whatever. But but Umaguma that was her fourth, nineteen sixty nine, last album to feature the band on the cover. Really? And I didn't know that. This one's two discs. The first disc is is just live, and the mm-hmm. other is studio, but the studio one is is split up, so each member has half of the disc to do whatever the fuck he wants. Mm-hmm. And so the fourth, the the second disc, fourth side, or yeah, fourth side, fourth part, Nick Mason, the drummer, mm-hmm. he, he, he has my favorite part. He's just, he has like this seven-minute drum solo and his wife plays the flute and it's just fucking weird this doesn't really make any sense and it just <laughs> seems so off the rail and 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 almost i don't know almost sloppy at times but I don't, but it's not it's like calculated sloppiness Damn, like man, the opposite so of, what, of what bradley knowles is is essentially <laughs> we'll talk about later but no dude the umagum yeah, is we, good and the band doesn't even like it like like a, either waters or I think it was Waters who said that he didn't even want to like do it. He thought it sounded stupid, and he just like phoned his shit in and wrote whatever he thought was was just gonna sell or whatever it was. And like they they talk shit on it. I don't understand why because it's fucking fantastic and there's a bunch of cucks. I'm so glad you're you're getting into Pink Floyd now. It's been a long time cousin, but did you say cousin? Yes, I did. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing, dude. You you like it was a ref. It was it was a reference to the Hella song. Oh. You know, like like bitches ain't shit, but good people. Yeah. That was another one of their songs. And then been a long time cousin was another song on that record. Um, like every song on that record, like was a play on common sayings. Yeah, it's super funny. I don't know. It was really stupid. Continue the joke. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, that's pretty much it. Now I'm, I'm getting into more like guitar driven stuff. I was I was really in, into it this week too. Besides the, the hip hop, 
Yeah, definitely. You get these weird moods with like the vinyl stuff, you know? You just you start to you start to dive into one thing for a while, then you move on, and eh, it's it's kind of fun. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool, man. So the first thing is not strict strictly guitar, but this guy Mississippi John Hurt, blues guitarist, wasn't really famous until later part of his life. Mm-hmm. But this album is called Last Session, and it was recorded like months before he died, and it wasn't even released until after he died. It was recorded like I don't know three four months before he died. So that's cool. Was then, was that the one that was um, that was from like 1990 or something like that? The the album. Yeah, the album, right? That one was released in 70, 72, and he died in 66. Oh. But it was recorded like months before he died. Because one, one of the songs on here was very, uh, mod- like more modern, um, uh, like blues. That's why I was asking. I mean, it, it was probably that one, but because Spotify, I don't know, has their things all fucked up. It could have, on Spotify, it could have said this came out in 92. Yeah, maybe that's what I'm. But maybe that's what I saw. But it totes didn't, and I got this one for free, and cleaned it up, and it sounds pretty good. So that was that was the first one. Okay, good shit. Um, Chet Atkins, love Chet Atkins. Of course, I picked up one of his albums, Workshop, for like fifty cents at uh, Aldo, our boy Aldo. This is his fourteenth album, fourteenth album from nineteen sixty. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous! The, the, how prolific album, this guy was. Probably fourteen album one like ten years or something. Yeah, or less. Yeah. I mean, to be Fuck. fair, all he does is just noodle all the time, and but it's so good. If you took out like the instrumentals and just had him noodling, it would still sound really cool. But you wouldn't be able to pick out what song it was. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Except for like some of his more more popular ones, but. Whatever he's still fantastic, and the cover is really cool. The cover shows him in front of his his home studio, and on the back of the of the jacket, it has like some stories and some anecdotes, and it says that his his home studio, nineteen sixty, was worth about eight thousand dollars. That's how much he spent on it. Damn. Adjusted for inflation, eight thousand mm-hmm. dollars now is like seven, over seventy thousand dollars is what his home studio was worth <laughs> essentially. Fuck. Well, even seventy thousand dollars isn't even a lot nowadays. Dude, $70,000 for like a guy that just plays guitar, like acoustic guitar. <laughs> Fucking yeah. nuts. Fucking nuts. And there's a cool it story really in the is. jacket too where he was talking about how when he was in grade school, him and all the, these, these boys, they would sneak off into the bathroom to like roll dice and do naughty boy things. Probably <laughs> smoke cigarettes or something. I don't know. But he wouldn't participate in any of it because he had no money. He was broke. And he didn't like gambling. So he would just sit in there and he would sing and play the blues because the acoustics were so damn good. Mm-hmm. It's all he would do to like entertain his friends would just play guitar in the bathroom, and he says that he always wished that he could go back and like record those things because that was some of the best stuff that he thought he had ever done. Interesting. So it's that's interesting. cool. Yeah. Uh, next dude, next next guitarist, Dwayne Eddy. Um, this is from his first album. Have have twangy guitar. We'll travel. We'll travel. We'll travel. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, rock and roll guitarist that that got it <laughs> got it big in the fifties with that twang sound. He relocated yeah. to the Tucson Phoenix scene out here, right where I'm at in the mid fifties, where there's like no scene. But well, it was it was dying, it, or non-existent. But he kind of helped like bring it back because he had that iconic sound. And in order to get that twang sound he wanted, he would record at the studio that didn't have any kind of echo chamber or anything to even help him do it. So he bought. A 2,000-gallon water tank 
and then cut it open and like sat inside and recorded what it in. That way he got fuck? that cool like acoustic sound. <laughs> That's so cool. That is so cool. So very like Chet Atkins style, right? Very yeah, very, very DIY. DIY. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, why and then also it? another another cool thing to Chet Atkins was Chet Atkins' iconic guitar that he, that he plays is that crash hollow body with the f holes. Yeah, what you hate? Yeah, I think it's ugly. But <laughs> Dwayne Eddy's favorite guitar when he was like up and coming and making it big was the Chet Atkins model of that guitar. Oh, look at that! Dang. Okay, what a connection. Yeah. <clears throat> did you listen to all these songs? All I listened to all of them. Yeah. No, did I, you, I did. Did you like the Dwayne Eddy one? Yeah, I I liked. I thought all of them were really good. I enjoyed all of Dude, them. That Dwayne Eddy one was so fucking good. So fucking but I, good. My, f- my favorite one was probably the one that's your your song of the week. Yes, yeah, so so, my song of the week. Just is saying, by just throwing that one out there. Man- Manitas de Plata. His <laughs> name is Ricardo Baliardo. But he goes by Man- Manitas de okay. Plata, which is like silver fingers or silver hands or something. I don't know. But from France, uh, he was actually born in like a gypsy caravan and he wouldn't play in public for like 10 years after the death of this guy named Django Reinhardt, who is a crazy, crazy famous Romani uh, guitarist. But Manitas de Plata wouldn't play in public for 10 years until after he died out of like just straight respect because he considered him the greatest gypsy guitarist of all times. So like what, what better could he do? But he did do, he did. I, I don't know if he did do better, but he did do well. Like he was unbelievably good. And people, some people hated him because he played in like the a flamenco style, but he changed it mm-hmm. to kind of be his own flamenco style. And he got a lot of shit for it. And people said that he didn't really play like certain rhythmic traditional stuff and He's annoying, <laughs> but even like Pablo Picasso said that he was really fucking good and he's better than I am at painting. He's a better guitarist what? than I am at painting. So like he's, he was just unbelievable. And then he wouldn't really travel to the U S because he just, he didn't care. So he never really like blew up and got big in the U S or even like worldwide. He just, he was just mm. happy just playing guitar, just chilling. But I, that's so cool. I loved it. I found this in a, in a, a box that we got and, it just shows him playing the guitar on the cover, and I figured, oh, this might be kind of cool. And boom, it was. I was I was pleasantly surprised when it came on, and I immediately started laughing because it's just, it's like just crazy. It's just crazy stuff. Like it's just so weird. He does it all. He, he like yells. <laughs> he says "Ole." He stomps his foot. He snaps. <laughs> it's he, he just somebody like else there music. too. It's wild acoustic music. It's so cool. I loved it. <laughs> So you uh, you went with the song Rumbas Gitanas, right? That's yeah. the one? Yeah. Okay, here here it is from uh, Manitas de Plata. Hola, Pulita!
Rumbas Kitanas from Manitas de Plata. There you go. Ah, oh, dude, that was so cool. That was so cool. <laughs> just uh, the clapping and like, like at the very beginning, it's the clapping and the stomping. It's just chaos, pure chaos. I love I don't, it. I don't. I couldn't find like a whole lot of stuff on it. I don't know if if he had people like dancing in the background. <laughs> like I don't know. Sometimes that's what pe- that's what these artists would do. Is they would have like a like a a scene. You know, like a I don't know. A, a, choreography thing going on i don't know yeah but as far as i know it's just it's just him stomping ah, his feet that was cool man and it's <laughs> such a janky recording too <laughs> it'd be cool to like like imagine just walking by like a bar or walking by someplace and that's just happening like what a cool thing to just come across that was cool it, yeah i imagine him playing at whatever bar he frequented after the bar would close he would probably go in there and then play and this is what he would do and you know somebody like walks by and sees him and says oh he's got chops i like this kid then he plays carnegie hall in 65 which he did and then becomes popular <laughs> in america damn he really played carnegie hall yeah i never even heard of this guy at all i never had and either that's crazy we've never i mean we it's not like we know everything about music but i mean we're we have our little nasty little fingers and everything kind of yeah. music wise so it's weird never heard of him i just i i, I like the idea of, of these musicians that just don't really care about people hearing their music too much like this guy like he even played in public for 10 years out of respect for another guy that was he thought was better than him yeah that's not, i mean that, that's not how you make it big <laughs> Django reinhardt was i mean he was amazing but that's it's so weird he didn't do anything for 10 years it's wow. crazy yeah what a pick, man! I would, I, I would definitely pick up this record if I saw it out in the wild. So I'm gonna keep my eyes open for this one. That was good. I think it was a comp that I got too, like the one that oh, was on it? Spotify that plays is not the mm-hmm. one that I have. Oh really? Okay. No. I'll keep an eye out for it. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Okay. Um, you go with with the vinyl. Should we move on to my stuffs? Yeah, I'm done. I'm right. done. Boo! What you got? Okay. So uh, I finally got around to listening to these three records, got them uh, from you way back a month ago, a month and a half ago when I was out there. I uh, I listened to Led Zeppelin 1, 2, and 4, finally, mm-hmm. got around to it. I listened just It was a Zeppelin day. I listened to those three records. I listened to House of the Holy. It was a great day. Great day of Zeppelin. Yeah. And uh, there was only, I think there was an issue on 4 that it looped uh, just very briefly, and then I just... I stopped it and then I kind of like wiped it off and then I played it again and it was fine. Outside of that, 
this pretty damn good quality. I mean, some surface noise, but not nothing too distracting. So, I mean, Zeppelin one, two, and four. So you can't fuck with those records. The Lemon Song, one of the, one of their greatest songs ever, or it is their greatest song, I should say. Uh, Days Confused, obviously, amazing song. But no, I, I love them, and uh, for whatever reason, you hate them. I don't get it, but that's I okay do. too. I hate all of them. I'm just glad they didn't they didn't like <laughs> fuck up or loop or anything. Yeah, it was nothing, nothing bad at all. It was all good stuffs. So you 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 and, replayed the part that looped on four after you cleaned it and it played fine. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was the first song on side B. I can't even remember what song it was right now. Did you ever go back but, and clean the "Wish You Were Here" to see if that would not loop again? No, I haven't cleaned that one yet. Fuck. Just yeah. because, I don't know. I just I never listened to "Wish You Were Here." I don't like. I said that's like one of my least favorite Floyd records. So whenever I listen to Floyd, I never put that one on. You gonna sell it or get rid of it? No, 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 no. I got to complete my, my Pink Floyd collection. <laughs> don't you get Come mad on, at man. me for like, keeping stuff that I don't really but, like okay, to listen to? The, difference, the, the difference here is that you, you get like one record from one artist or band or whatever that you've never heard of and you don't like it and you're like, okay, I'll keep it anyway. Or you'll get like four Super Tramp records or, or whatever fucking classic rock band or Chicago. Chicago's a good example. You have like three Chicago records and you hate all of them, yet you won't get rid of them. I don't hate uh, this Pink Pink Floyd false. record. I have one Chicago record, and it's the greatest hits. You should have just went with Elvis Costello. Okay, okay, Elvis Costello. There you I go. have like eleven of his albums, and I like none. None of them. <laughs> okay, so there you go. There's an example, a good example. <laughs> but you won't get rid of them. See, I like this Pink Floyd record, but it's just not my favorite. So I'm not going to get rid of it. We're collectors, bro. So we do. Well, some of us are better collectors than the other. Yeah, I'm me. a better collector. No. no, 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 no. You wouldn't even have one, two, and four for, and wish you were here for as cheap as you got them. If it not been you for only, my bad you're collecting, only, you're only lucky because you live in Arizona where everything's cheaper. That's what it is. That's what it is. God, those are twenty dollars records each. Just saying, just saying, man. I'm shaking my okay. fucking guy. <laughs> So uh, I went to Bionic Records. I, it's kind of an iconic record store here in Orange County. Uh, and I'd never been there. It used to be, in, well, I had been there when it was in Fullerton like 15 years ago, over 15 years ago. Uh, but now it's in Buena Park. And uh, and I'd never been there. And it, it honestly, the place sucked. Oh. I didn't, I will say, I mean, I was, I kind of had high hopes for it. And even if I had low expectations, it still kind of sucked. The selection there wasn't very good and everything was very overpriced, even for California standards. Their used stuff was very expensive. Um, but I ended up, I did end up picking, picking up two records because they were $4 each, uh, by Billy Cobham, Cobham. How do you pronounce the guy's name? He's a, he's a drummer. Uh, he played, uh, with Mahavishnu orchestra. He played on miles. He played on I think two songs on the miles Davis bitches brew record. Maybe just one. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, he's, he's obviously an amazing drummer. And so I picked up two of his records. One of them was, uh, the glass menagerie smoking or smoking glass menagerie, something like that. Um, it was released in 1983 and honestly it, it sucked. I, I did not like it. It's just that it's that jazz fusion. Like when you go to Nam the Nam show and these guys are just like really talented musicians, but the music they play just sucks. And you you just you you know the drummers behind a bunch of plexiglass, and I hate it. It just 
I don't like it at all. It was a bad record, just straight up bad. So I haven't, I haven't even gone and listened to the other Billy, Billy record, Billy Cobham record. Cause I just, I just don't want to be disappointed again. So, but I'll listen to it someday, but just not, not this week. So I was so disappointed because dude, his drumming on the inner mounting flame, the Mahavishnu record is just so fucking amazing. Like, the guy is is great, fantastic. So, there you go. Got that one. Sucked. Bionic Records sucks. I wouldn't recommend going there because <laughs> the guy the guy who was there. I don't know if he was the owner or not, but he was really cool. But the selection and the prices suck. So there you go. Uh, let's see here. I also got. I went to um, where did I go yesterday? I went to Moldy Toes Records. So shout out to them. Great guys down in San Clemente, Huge California. San Clemente. Great fucking city. One of the one of the greatest cities in Southern California. I'm just saying, if not the greatest city in Southern California. Just yeah, throwing you that got out a couple there. mil to drop on yeah. a house. If you got a lot of money and you want to live next to the beach, <laughs> it's like the greatest city. Um and also they have pizza port there. So I didn't get pizza port though yesterday. I don't know why I didn't, but I didn't. But I spent a lot of time in Moldy Toes. I went through everything. The the owner even like came up to me, he's like, Man, you're you're really taking a deep dive today, aren't you? I was there for like an hour and a half, just literally going through everything <laughs> and uh and he called me out on it but it's it's cool he was really he's a really nice guy he threw in a free sticker for me and Ooh. gave me a little bit of a discount which is always nice so Wait, did um, you ask him what to ask what i asked you to ask him which was what about the the poetry stuff oh i i looked there, there was nothing i mean i literally looked him. you could have been like oh my buddy likes this do you have any of this uh, dude i literally looked through everything like there was nothing like they, there his little cla- he has like a little classical section, very small, and it would, there was nothing in there even that I would even bother buying. No real box sets, nothing. But outside of that, it, it's a great record store. I highly recommend it. But I picked up um, several records. I think I picked up seven records there yesterday. Um, two of them I was able to listen to, and the first one is uh, Sun Ra. I picked up his rec- his record Jazz and Silhouette. This came out uh, back in 1959. And, uh, I mean, if you're familiar with Sun Ra, it's just really good jazz, really good, like, I wouldn't say big band, but it's just, he, he's kind of all over the place. It's kind of like avant-garde, but it's also kind of traditional. I don't even know how to explain Sun Ra, but Sun Ra is really good. And, but his records are always very expensive. They're always like at least $28 and up, but this one was like 17. And I was asking the, the guy at Moldy Toes about it. And uh, he was telling me about like this this particular company that that pressed it. They're they're from they're a European company, but they actually make really good pressings of the stuff. So he he recommended it. So I picked that one up. Man, he's and good. Then, he's he he's got like a like a like an improvisational mm-hmm. experimental thing that he does. Mm-hmm. And I mean he he is kind of like a band leader though. So he does kind of have I I think saying like big band influence is fair yeah because this record was kind of all over the place i mean you get a couple songs that was almost big band sounding or not not i wouldn't say orchestra but more big band um and then you the next song would be like just like a quartet or a quintet sound you know it's a very stripped down very kind of mellow but then just kind of like wonky sounding sax you know it's it was cool man it's a good record and I would love to get more of his records, but they're like I said, they're expensive. They're not cheap. Yeah, even used. Anything that cheap. Yeah, it's. I was surprised. Like the after the the seventeen dollar one, the cheapest one I think was, I think it was twenty six, 
but oh. even then, I, I, I don't know. It's a lot. If you can even find him in the wild, because even then, he, he's kind of hard to find in the wild. But anyway, so I picked that one up um, and listened to it. The other one I picked up and listened to from yesterday was Corn. Picked up a new Corn record, so stoked about that. I picked hey. up their uh, their album, The Path of Totality. This is the the dubstep one, the one where he worked with Skrillex, Excision, Noisia, Downlink, and stuff. Um, great record. I mean, it's it's so different from what they do, but it's really cool and the live performance that you and I went to on that tour was really, really good, which we talk about sometimes on the pod. But yeah, anyway, yeah, the path of totality, it sounds great. It, I mean, dub, I like dubstep and it sounds good when it's played really loud. So that was always, that's what was really fun. So, uh, picked up that one path of totality, check it out. Got the European pressing of it, the music on vinyl. I think that's a European company. So I picked up that one. It's usually pretty good quality from everything I've read and the stuff that I already have for music on vinyl. So, okay. And then the next two I got here, I got from the To The Stars website. Uh, to The Stars is the company <laughs> owned by Tom DeLonge, if you didn't know that. Uh, they, a few weeks ago, maybe about a month ago, they were doing, they did, they did like a surprise holiday sale drop and uh, they repressed two of their records. They repressed the Dreamwalker and they repressed the We Don't Need to Whisper acoustic EP. And uh, I quickly snatched those up. Uh, Jeff missed out because he thinks he doesn't like these records. So he didn't, <laughs> he didn't um, buy them. Uh, so I got those and uh, I finally got them this week. And dude, they're great. I mean, the the color <laughs> so variant. Dumb. What? They're not even that good. <laughs> they are. Get out of here. Dude, Wooden Toe is not even that good. The the Wooden Toe acoustic EP I got, it's it's a 12 inch. Uh, it's, a, it's an actual LP. But And like what's weird songs. is that... All the it's four songs, by the way. It's four songs, um, and they're all on the one side. The other side has nothing on it, which kind of sucks. There's no etching. There's nothing. So all four songs are on the A side, and um, but it's a really cool variant. It's like this orange, blue, and clear variant. I posted it on our uh, social on our Instagram. So I mean, if you're interested, go go look at it. It's cool. And then um, I also got the Dreamwalker. Like I said, this one came in like this cool, like sky blue and white variant. It like it looks like like the sky and the clouds and everything. It's a really really cool looking variant, and it kind of goes along with the title of the record, which is cool too. So I like that one a lot. And um, so yeah, I picked those up from the the to the star store. Go check it out. They have a lot of good merch on that website. Well, those are those are long since sold out. Oh yeah, no those those sold out within the day. I'm sure. So, but any but they have other cool stuff. They like a lot of cool shirts and books and just all kinds of. Cr- crap that you probably don't need but that's almost everything we buy like these records um so i got two things left this next one is uh i picked this one up at double nickels when i was out in uh arizona with you and sloan and uh i had my 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 pile of records that i was buying and then as i was at the counter i saw up on the wall there was the two thousand year old man with uh carl reiner and mel brooks up on the wall and i'm like oh fuck that's so cool i used to watch that growing up and i'm you know a huge mel brooks fan so then i asked the guy oh how much is that i'll I'll take it you know whatever i'll just buy it as long as it's not super expensive and he's like oh no took it off the wall and he just i'll just give it to you for free <laughs> like fuck yeah dude so um i finally got around to listening to it this week and uh it's so cool man i just i'd love the the the, imp- the improv that they do it's just so good and everything that they've every time that they've done this whole little bit has been different from the last 
so it's all like I said, it's all imp- improvised by Mel Brooks mostly. Like Carl Reiner is the 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 straight guy, and he's the one who like asks the questions, and then Mel Brooks plays off of the questions and makes up his own little stories and anecdotes of being two thousand years old, and it's just it's very goofy <laughs> and very like clean and very like clean in the sense like where there's like it's just very 1960s so or 1950s you know and and i love that and mel brooks is just so he's so quick and he just didn't he never skips a beat he's just mel brooks is the best i mean honestly he is the best and this this one um that i got it's 2000 years with carl reiner and mel brooks and it came out in 1960 this is the first this is the first one they did together i think they put out five of these over like a 30 year span and uh and yeah this is the first one of them so just out of, it's like, really, out of curiosity really did you check it into discogs yeah i did was it is it worth anything it was worth like i think six dollars ah, like the i think i think the the cheap side was like four dollars and then the median was six it okay. wasn't it wasn't anything but i mean it was free and i think it's really cool so and being such a mel brooks fan i i, I had to have it so mel brooks there i always forget about how how witty he was and how good he was until I watched like one of his movies, and then yeah, I, he's, I think like why why do you not watch these more often? Exactly right. But he's, then I just forget. Uh, I don't know. He's. I mean, there's only one movie from him that I don't really like, and it, it only because it's not really a comedy. Okay, so yeah, I got the I got the two thousand year old man with uh, Carl Reiner, Mel Brooks. So let's move on to my last one, and my leads into my pick. I found the Robin Hood, the Disney Robin Hood soundtrack or like narration soundtrack i guess you could say and uh, i've been looking for this ever since i started collecting and uh and when i when i found it at white rabbit i i gasped i don't really gasp very often but i did i went (gasps) i found it and i was so happy and it was pretty damn cheap and i'm so happy with it and i love it because robin hood's my favorite disney movie and i think the music in this is just the best music from any disney movie i don't care what you say it's not, but it's close. But it is. It it's is good. It's fantastic. And this is um I was talking to the guy at the record store and he was saying like this is one of the, the special pressings of it from the seventies and I think he called it like the purple pressing or something like that. I need to look more into it, but I guess it's some something special about it. But it comes with like a, a booklet, uh where you can follow it's kinda like the Star Wars thing where you follow along as you listen. Yeah. Which is kinda cool. And um yeah, so I got this and I'm totally happy with it i'm so happy i found it out of out of curiosity because mm-hmm. the, the purple pressing i don't know if it's the same thing or if i'm just thinking it is but on the synchronicity by the police on some of their pressings if you hold them up to the light mm-hmm. they're like purple but if you what? look at it face down where there's not like light going through it it just looks like a normal vinyl you can you would never be able to tell but when you hold it up it like completely changes color. Is that what he's talking about? I don't know. Let me, I'm pulling it out right now. Because when I was buying Synchronicity, I could have bought one for like $6 or I could have bought one for like 20 And then I asked Aldo what the difference was. And then he, he was the one that told me some records were made like that. And Synchronicity is like a famous one that, that was like that. Hmm, so I'm holding it up right now and I don't, I you don't would, see. You would like instantly be able to tell. Yeah, no, it's it's not like that. I mean, the label on it is purple, but the record itself, the wax, is not not at all. Well, maybe maybe so. he's just talking about the purple pressing as a label. Then 
my, that's what I'm thinking, or or maybe just I don't know. I have no idea. I haven't looked it. I haven't looked it up yet. But Isn't yeah, weird, any, though, when you when you go to a record store and like the guy, no matter what record you ask him about, he'll tell you like something about it. I know, right? What the fuck? You can't. It's <laughs> pretty cool. You can't man. get stumped. No, not at all. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm super happy about it, and that leads me into um, into the song. I, I went with Uda Lali. This is a very famous song from the movie. It's played at the beginning of the movie, and it's by a guy named Roger Miller. He was a uh, very popular in the the country music scene. He wrote for a lot of people. Um, he also had a he he was most famous for like writing novelty songs in the country music world. And then he was eventually inducted into the country hall of fame. And I think in 1990 or something like that, right before he died. So anyway, yeah, here's a Uda Lali from uh, Robin Hood. Robin Hood and little John walking through the forest, laughing back and forth at what the other has to say. Reminiscing this and that and having such a good time Oodle lolly, oodle lolly, golly, what a day Never ever thinking there was danger in the water They were drinking, they just guzzled it down Never dreaming that a scheming sheriff and his posse Was watching them and gathering around Robin Hood and Little John running through the forest Jumping fences, dodging trees and trying to get away Contemplating nothing but escaping, finally making it Oodle lolly, oodle lolly, golly, what a day Oodle lolly, oodle lolly, golly, what a day oh, There you go. There it is. Oodle lolly. I love that song. So first, Less than a minute. I, I know that I see a lot of Roger Miller in these bulk buys that we do. Really? Because I was just Googling like Roger Miller vinyl, and I recognize a lot of them. And it's just one of those artists that I just throw to the side because I see so much of it. Mm-hmm. I wonder if any of those have anything like substantial on it. So now I'm going to pick out one of like the his best ofs or something and listen to it. And I'm curious. Oh, you should. Damn, man. I didn't know you, you came across so many of them. I didn't know he, he did that song. But I mean, to also <laughs> to be fair, dude, the soundtrack for Robin Hood, besides Oodle Lolly, which is early in the movie, like you said, like, come on, guy. It is what? not the best. It is not the best. The whistle stop from the movie from any any. Not Disney in Nottingham. Movie. You're crazy, dude. Oh my god, you're so stupid. No, Beauty and the Beast better. Uh, oh, dude, get the fuck out. Be Little Mermaid is yes. better. Uh, no, Mulan Little Mermaid is better. sucks. No, um, Mulan is not good. Uh, these are all Pinocchio <sighs> songs are better. Um, Aristocats was good. Like I'm just Lady in the Tramp, 101 Dalmatians. Like these are all no. better than Robin Hood. You can't name Come one song from 101 Dalmatians. Uh, the 101 Dalmatians theme song. Boom. No, you can't. No, just that's made, no. Just said it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think there are any songs. No, that, it's, are no, it's, it, it, it is really good though because it's very jazzy. I don't think they have like actual songs except for the Cruella yeah. Deville song. But even that's just like a jazzy number. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Right. But yeah, man, the Robin Hood soundtrack <laughs> so good. Jungle no. Book is also really good too. Yeah, Jungle Book's better than Robin Hood. There you go. <laughs> Robin Hood is maybe like top. 15 it's top Disney one soundtracks. it's actually top you're, one you're fucking insane there's no it's way you one. think that there's no way it's top one top one I, is I that and then that. and then number two is jungle book the way Had you said the way, like, Udo the way she is like top three best disney songs of all time i'd say okay but because you're saying robin is the best soundtrack that's just stupid you're losing credibility it is. faster it is than no Titanic it is it, it absolutely is 
something better than Aladdin, better than Lion King. Oh my God, I forgot about Aladdin. Thank you. There's nothing <laughs> better than, than Robin Hood. Definitely better than Pocahontas. You know, yeah, the way that. she goes, the way she goes. Okay, so yeah, there, there you go. That's my vinyl stuffs. Um, now let's just move on to some new songs. There's nothing really has happened. I mean, this is tends to be the nature of December. Like nothing is really released or anything really happens in the music world, especially now with all the virus shit. But um, uh, Eminem, I guess, put out a new record called Music to be Murdered by Side B. Did you listen to this or what? No. I didn't listen to the other one. Because he released Music to be Murdered by this January of 2020. And then he released, he like surprised dropped this one, I guess. And I don't know. I didn't didn't listen to the other one. Not that it was like bad or anything. I heard good things about that one and this. But I don't know. I didn't care enough, I guess. I guess it just didn't have the same impact as the the drop from Taylor Swift. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, Some news, a couple new songs. Third Eye Blind put out a song called Horror Show. What do you think of this one? This was good. I thought it was good too, right? This was like this was really good. You hear his voice, and it kind of sounded like some of the the strain he was doing on like their their biggest or self titled one. Mm-hmm. And you could hear that. I don't know, just him like belting it out. It yeah, was, it, it was, was pretty, pretty good. Solid. I liked it too. Do you want me to play it, or do you want me to play the next one at all, or what do you think? I mean, I don't think I liked either of them that much, but yeah, I'm kind of with you. I, I don't really care to play either of them either, either but. Um, the next, the last one here we have is uh, Haley Williams from Paramore. She put out another one called "Find Me Here." It was pretty good too, right? It was alright. Oh my god! Never. It's okay. Just you're so boring. No, this Why don't you like Haley Williams? Why don't you like Haley Williams? I don't get it. It makes no sense to me. She's she's fine as a solo artist. She's fine. Better than Paramore. That's see you're I'm saying a lot of silly things of, today. You're saying a lot of silly things today. You're just <laughs> you're just silly. And this I'll is just I mean, this is yeah, this is foreshadowing how much you hated Sublime, so I don't understand how that's even possible, but I guess we'll get into that too. Uh, That'll be fun. I cannot wait. All right. So um yeah, that's pretty much it. I got nothing else. Nothing really has happened in the music world. You got anything else? I I don't. Nothing really happened in the you music don't? world. Okay, cool. So, uh, yeah, this is Asinine Radio. Thank you for listening. Go to iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media uh, at Asinine Radio. Leave us a voicemail. Phone number is 503-893-5307. I'm sure you can find it on our social somewhere, too. So get into that. Um, Stay tuned for the main episode because we get into the sublime record, 40 Ounces to Freedom. And that's it. That's all. Dave W. Dave W.